Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, nerds, or whatever the case may be. I am your host, Jay. With me, as always, my stalwart companion, Chris. We are broadcasting to you from the Winchester Tavern of London, where we're having a pint and waiting for this whole thing to blow over. I'm on, like, six. (laughs) You are just in time for the Just Us Nerds podcast. Submitted for your consideration, two friends, members of that fraternal order known colloquially as nerds, each day of their lives spent neglecting family and work to discuss the minutia of pop culture. Watch as these two fools argue the trivialities of capes and cowls, and dance recklessly along the precipice of obsession. They're two nerds who will come together to talk about all things nerdy. At the signpost up ahead, your next stop, the Just Us Nerds Podcast. All right, Chris, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. Cool, cool. Uh, cool, cool. Cool, cool. You know, just chilling. You know, just doing my own thing. All right. Oh shit, we got a podcast. We got a, okay. we got stuff to do. Dude. All right. So, uh, what'd you read this week? Well, I'm reading the final days of Superman. Oh, you're gonna? Oh, oh shit, he's dying again. Again? How many? T- <laughs> he's dying again. Okay. Again. All right. No, I'm 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 reading this with you. Um, not with me. We don't we don't sit there and read them together. No, we don't. You know. Yet. He, he, <laughs> he does spell out the big words for me. He lets me know what those are. Um, all right. So DC Comics has this storyline going on. So after a collection of uh, events and trials that have taxed his physiology, Superman learns that he's slowly dying. Um, and so the, the story is not him searching for a cure, but it rather follows Superman. Him accepting death? Accepting death, yeah. Looking to put his affairs in order. He's searching for Supergirl. He's saying goodbye to Lana Lang. Saying, you're my best friend, Bruce. Right? Um, Martha. Martha, Martha, you're my best friend. We got, hey, our moms, they got the same name. He wants to be buried in Smallville, and he shows Lana. Yeah, so, okay, all right, I'm I'm, I'm with you, I'm with you. I mean, it's, it's Death of Superman. We've seen this before uh, i know uh, but but okay there's another take on it well the problem is is the people who originally read it now their kids are coming up and they're like look it's the death of superman to them it's new to them it's new we've let me just for for a minute before i go on with the kind of describing the story we so we've seen the death of superman now two two particular storylines come to Uh mind for me one is, of course, uh, Death of Superman. Doomsday. Which was, right? He gets killed by the uh, fighting the monster, Doomsday. Right. Um, you you mean the one where Batman stood aside and watched? No, no, Woman no, 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 not, not that one. No, the, the com- you're thinking about the movie. You're thinking you about mean the one that looked like an ogre from Lord of the Rings? You're th- no, not that one. Not that one. Oh. Uh, no, no. I'm talking about the comic book. Oh, the, the, the real one. The, the real one. The, the good one. one. So then we had that one where Superman gets killed. And then we also had, I don't know if you read All-Star Superman I did. by Grant Morrison. I did. And he kind of faces death in that one, yeah. too. But he, he kind of accepted it in that one, too. He, he did. He did. So this is another, this is sort of another examination of how does Superman deal with his own mortality, which is, okay, interesting story. He kind of gets like, you know, like, Superman, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but you're dying of cancer. And he looks and he goes, okay, well, that I've, sucks. I've had a good run. Thanks. Not, not exactly, not, not quite. So uh, there are a couple other things going on in this story as he's kind of dealing with his demise. Uh, an entity of some kind has attached itself to this parolee and has the ability to transform him into the likeness of Superman. Okay, and I, I, I see here you call him Energy Superman. You know what I call him? 
What? Human Torch Superman. So, uh, yeah, he does kind of resemble... Human Torch human Superman. Torch. Flame on! Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Super on! Yeah, yeah, he's he's sort of... He looks like Superman. Krypton! Krypton! Yeah. yeah Krypton. Oh, I yeah. see what you did there. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's sort of like he resembles Superman, but he's sort of this kind of flaming ball of energy sort of Superman. And he believes he's Superman. And he, he believes he's, he's Superman all except for the... You know what? I just thought of this now. He believes that he is Zack Snyder's Superman. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's going around just wasting dudes like yeah. left and right. He like looks at him and leave me alone and then vaporizes him. Yeah, yeah. So this is so we have energy, uh, Krypton, uh, <laughs> Zack Snyder Superman. And then we have, uh, this is going to be so hard to explain in five words or less, but we have the pre-52 Superman. Uh, okay, how do I explain this in five words or less? I, I don't know how I do this. Um, don't. Okay, so kids, uh, basically... Uh, Everything you knew with the new 52 uh, so, doesn't exist. So, yeah, so the, the, the DC Universe as it exists now is something that is called the new 52. Prior to the new 52 continuity, we, we had all the, you know, the Superman, Batman that we all kind of know and, and love and so forth. And uh, as part, see, I can't do it. I, I abs- it is so fucking convoluted. I can't even explain. DC, you need to listen to this. Your stories are too convoluted. We got three Supermen. Let's just put it that way. Amish Superman. We got Amish, yeah, Amish Superman. We got Zack Snyder Snooperman. 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 We got, Sno- we got Snooperman too. Oh my god. It's just, All right, so let me let me do it. So there's the you, new you 50, there's the new fifty two Superman. There's there's Krypton Superman, the the energy Superman, uh-huh. and then there's Amish Superman. Okay, why do you call him Amish Superman? Because he was raised by the Amish. He wasn't raised by the, the Amish, but what? <laughs> he was too. Literally, they were Amish people who found him. You're, you're talking about the Superman from the Nail, which is not this Superman. That is not who he is. Are you sure? I'm positive, yes. As, with as convoluted as the storytelling is, it is not that Superman. Are you talking about Lumberjack Superman? I'm talking about Lumberjack, oh! brawny paper towel Superman. Right. And you know right. how we know that? Because he's wearing a red fla- uh, flannel shirt and a beard. This is Manly Man Superman. Yeah. He's got the black uh, death suit underneath. Yeah, 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 exactly. Anyway, so, so all right, so was he like in witness protection? Do you think he? They've been high. They've been lying low. This Superman, the the pre fifty two Superman, he and Lois and their son have been hiding out in the fifty two universe. This kid's name's like Lou or something, right? I don't know. I think is Jonathan. His, oh. na- his name's Jonathan. I was just fucking with you. Yeah, but, uh, okay. no, his name. Yeah, his name's okay. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, they've been they've been kind of self imposed witness protection. <laughs> program okay <laughs> uh, staying out of the way of history of the the new 52 all right all so right. so all right so let, let's get into just a bit of the, the good and the bad yep. of, of this so let, let's start with the good i think it's refreshing to see a superman that is less brooding um i did not like some of the things that they had done with superman in the new 52 yeah, he was a whiny little monster he he was and uh this superman the way that they're writing him is more consistent with what i consider to be superman the yeah the, the basic uh characteristics no, I agree. Of, of of superman and what i also kind of like is now we don't have two brooding douchebags and actually, when he sees Bruce, he actually brings the light out of Bruce. You see it and with their talk. And they have kind of a banter. Yep. They have kind of a nice banter. It's yep. not just, I hate you. You're a prick from a Krypton. Yeah, well, I hate you. No, they, see, they both have the Batman They both voice. have that voice. Um, no, but, you know. Superman is like to Batman at one point. He's like, we're not friends, Bruce. We're super friends. And he goes, don't ever say that again. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and that reminds me of Tim Daly and Kevin Conroy. Yeah. It reminds me of their banter where he's like, 
Um, they did it in Public Enemies. One of my favorite lines when he says to him, and he says, uh, uh, what is it? He goes, you don't have a personality or something like that. And he goes, do me a favor, Bruce. Buy one. Buy one, yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. they have that. Or like the, I don't, this may have been from the comic books, but it was like, do you think we can take them? I think we can take them. You always think we can take them. Yeah. <laughs> it was like they were surrounded. That sounds and, like us. Yeah. <laughs> you think we can take them? Yeah. You think we can take them. You always think we can take them. Well, then let's go. Uh, so it was nice to see that. A yep. Superman that's a little less brooding. Um, it's interesting to see a comic book that takes a thoughtful approach to, to the death of Superman, uh, allowing him kind of that time to ponder his contribution yeah. to the world and his, think about his legacy. One of the portions that I actually like, and of course, a little bit of spoiler in this, but he finds Kara. He finds Supergirl. Mm -hmm. And he tells her, hey, look, I'm dying. And he leaves her her own place, her own piece of home, which is the Fortress, Fortress of Solitude. Solitude. Yeah. And I guess he gives her the big-ass key, and he's like, here you go, here's the key to it. But what he also gives her is the master key, which, it, funny enough, what does it look like? It looks like a little Superman logo. I thought you were going to say that he gave her the passwords to all of his Wi-Fi. He did, but he cleared the browser history first. Um, <laughs> always, kids, always clear the browser history. That's right. That's right. But um, he gives her the master key, and as she puts it in, it's not Jor-El's face. Phrasing? Yeah. <laughs> but it's not Jor-El's face. It's, it's his. Clark's. It's his, yeah. And yeah. so, and it says, and it's, as it starts, he says, I will always be with you. I will you. always be with you. Yeah, that was so a nice moment. I, I like, like that. That, I like that he that. put his consciousness into the computer. So I bet you they have both, but it's nice that he's able to do it like his it's, father did for him. Exactly. It's a nice callback to that. And yeah. now he has kind of taken on that sort of paternal role with with Supergirl. I agree. That was I think that was a moment in there that I, I, I liked yeah. and it was um, you know, I think it accomplished what it was trying to do from a you know kind of emotional standpoint. Um, what don't you like? Well wait, hang on I was also gonna just mention I, I'm a big fan of Ed Bennett's oh, yeah. artist. And uh, in in the uh, Superman Wonder Woman issue twenty eight because so, this is this is a, a multiple kind of a crossover mm -hmm, comic book. Mm -hmm. uh, the artwork is just is beautiful. I love just uh, his his style. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I don't know I don't know if there's anything else to say. I just I'm a, now, a fan. Oh, one of the things that I did like was Wonder Woman how she finds out. Bruce tells her, and he's like, "Well, I figured you knew." Oh, like right. that, and he kind of tattles, you know. So, so basically, yeah, Batman is kind of like that friend with a big mouth <laughs> who's kind of like, "Oh, I I, I, I thought that you knew." Well, the I, thing I totally is, is you, you see her show up and you go, "Uh oh." Right. And it, all I can see is like for me, like my heart kind of felt bad because they have a relationship but then i'm like do you think she's gonna punch a dying man because i was like she might punch a dying man in the face what the hell man i mean he told every he went back to see his old girlfriend i mean that'd be like chris if you found out that you were dying and like you didn't go tell your girlfriend you just you went back and like found like your your, your first high school love and nah, you're, nah. You're, you're like telling her i mean what the hell yeah um yeah so that that was handled kind of interestingly so okay so anyway what the, don't you like bad what um well, that's a besides it being as convoluted as it is that we tried oh to explain. Oh my God! It's well, for, this story is being set up, in my opinion. I mean, not in my opinion. I think they've even said so much on the internet, uh, which, as we all know, if we hear it on the internet, it's it, true. It's true. That's an Abraham Lincoln quote. Absolutely, uh, which he said uh, after crossing the Potomac. Yeah. Um, so while, while tweeting it. While tweeting it. Yes. Right. 
Um, so it's being the story's being told across multiple titles. So if you want to know the whole story, you got to that's pick up, called a sales ploy, oh sir. You got to buy all these comics. You got to buy Superman, Action Comics, Batman, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and I Superman, think, Wonder Woman. They don't have a Batman Wonder Woman yet. Oh, did I say Batman Wonder yeah. Woman? Maybe oh. they will now that uh, Superman's they, dying. Superman's dying. Batman's, Batman's going to slide gonna on move, in. Move in, move in there, yeah. Um, so I get it. You're doing it for sales purposes. Doing that also allows the story to be weekly. Um, if you want to pick this up, you want to begin with Superman issue 51. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it will put a hurt on your wallet. Uh, you know, The other negative thing for me is just the, the death of Superman. It, it just feels like, you know, kind of been there, done that. Well, it feels to me that they're just retelling the story all over again. I mean, this this energy Superman is, you know, telltale to one of the early Superman that we've already had. Yeah. Well, the Eradicator. Uh, for, for, yeah, for those of you that don't know, so in the original Death of Superman storyline, after he dies, four beings come back all claiming to be Superman's. So 80 Superboy. You had 80 Superboy with, like, the the, the surfer haircut. The leather jacket. Leather and jacket. John Lennon glasses. Yeah, you had Cyborg Superman. He was half half man, half robot, all cop. No, wanting to kill people. No, wanting to kill people. Uh, Steel. Steel, who's, like, kind of, like, DC's answer to Iron Man. Right. And uh, then and the then Eradicator. The Eradicator, who was this, uh, it was actually, like, this Kryptonian artifact that Get obtains sentience and takes on the form of of Kal El. You mean of, like of the Clark. Vision? Kind of like the yeah, kind of, kind of like the the Vision, but believes itself to literally be, be. Superman. Yeah. So I can see some similarities there, but I I just for for me I, I feel like I've seen this story already done quite well through Grant Morrison's run on yeah. All Star Superman. I I think for me you know it's not Lex Luthor that kills him, you know it's his own. He's like, ah, my battery's run down. Deuces. Well, yeah, well, you know, here's the other thing, too, about the way the story is. Like, what's killing him? Even what's killing him is fucking convoluted. Because yeah. it's not one thing. It's, like, three different things. Yeah, they the, put him in a Krypton, a Krypton bath or something. I don't freaking know. I have no oh, idea. Also, Superman has a new power, by the way, and he can release all the sun's energy out of his oh, body the, into the a... solar flare. That that was part of it. Does the, it become a, a cellophane S? I don't know. Maybe. It might. Maybe. Maybe. You so know, the solar flare becomes a... Cellophane S and just wraps around him? Perhaps. Maybe. Perhaps. That's... Also, you know, if he's in the Fortress of Solitude and he's got leftovers, takes that cellophane ah. S off, wraps it, keeps it keeps fresh it nice for and days. Warm. Fresh for days. All right. Um, Enough. All right. Okay, so um, let's get into some movie talk. we got a bunch of stuff to talk yeah. about for movie talk today. Okay. Um, one of the things that I am... Uh, one well, of the reasons. Why don't that... we give an overview, kind of some, some okay. things, and then whatever you know, whatever kind of interests us, we can. Well, we got Netflix getting a new Voltron. Yeah, series. one of the reasons I have Netflix, man. Right, we got uh, Supergirl, the TV show, moving from CBS to the CW. Makes sense. We got Michael Keaton again in talks to be in the Spider-Man Homecoming okay. movie. Uh, let's let's talk about we'll talk about Voltron and we'll talk about Michael Keaton because honestly, she was so close to being canceled anyway. Nobody really gives a crap about Supergirl. Oh, right Supergirl. Now. All right. So, all right, all right Voltron. Uh, I don't know about you, but I was a huge fan of the original series. Five lion robots uniting to make one giant super robot. Yeah! Voltron. And, and each one has it, you know, they have the fat kid, the nerdy kid, the leader, the sports kid, the girl, you know. They were the Power Rangers before there were Power That's Rangers. right. So they've decided to do their own series, and this is being done by uh, DreamWorks, I believe. Is it? I believe. Okay. 
So Wait, tell people a little bit about the premise. I mean, some, you know, some people that are pretty much with... what you said. All right, Voltron is a tale of five kids with uh, who pilot five robot lions to combine into one superbot that defends the planet Aris from space monsters. Right? I mean, how can you go wrong? You can't go big robots fighting big monsters. And he's got a big ass sword. Yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong with. And that. he goes dun 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 dun. So, he sings. <laughs> well, the action figures did. <laughs> They sang in my heart. Yes, they did. Um, I watched it as a kid, and for me, being an original anime, I didn't really know what it was. It was my dad showing me this, and I just remember going, wow, look, it's a big giant robot, because I was a fan of Ultraman. So right. for me, I'm like, look, it's a big giant robot fighting monsters. Okay, I'm down. I, I was, I mean, I was a fan of the Transformers, and so th- this was right up my alley, because you had, you know, giant, giant robots turning into other giant robot things. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking at this reboot, uh, I'm I'm intrigued because they I don't think it's following the exact same storyline as the old show, which is fine because I had to quite frankly I had to look up that description that you read <laughs> because I don't even remember what the premise was. I just remembered it was big robot lions that could turn into giant robot yeah. big monsters. But what was cool for me was like each one was a different color and it came from a different place. So like That's the right. yellow one came from the desert, the red one came out of a lava pit, That's the blue right. one came from the ocean, the green one came from the jungle, That's right. the black That's one came right. from space. Uh, that's right. I see. So you were remembering more about the show because I was. loved it. Yeah, and they even had too. Um, when the show, the old, the original show progressed, they had a Voltron that was made up of not of lions, but wasn't it of cars? Now that's Power no. Rangers. No, no, no. They had. I, I, oh no, you're right. You're right. No one watched that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for this to come out on Netflix. Netflix has just been killing it. It's set to premiere uh, June 10th of this year. Okay, so let's talk about our our we can call this a uh, uh, revisit. Revisit because apparently the people at Marvel actually are fans of the Justice Nerds podcast. They are because we are internationally known now. Oh yeah, we're going global. Baby. We are global, 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 global. We are all the way out. Let's do a call out to our buddy out in Bulgaria. Yeah, man. Hey, we 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 have heard you that you have heard us, and we're gonna keep on hearing you, hearing us. It's like I Zombie. So, dude, thank you so much. We all love right. you. So. Thank you for Marvel for listening to me because Michael Keaton is in final talks to play a villain in Spider-Man Homecoming. Man, I have the, they must have changed something in the Matrix because I am having the weirdest case of deja vu right now. Yeah, they were like, you know what? Nah, we're not going to use them. And then they went, well, the Justice Nerds said that we need to use them. Hey, they said Beetlejuice on on a glider. glider. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, yeah, that's, why didn't we think of that? Yeah, so of course everyone's thinking that he is going to be Playing the villain, you know, uh, playing the vulture. Marvel, uh, you can just give me a creative producer credit. Uh, that's I'm not greedy. I just want my name in the credit. I want an IMDb. Throw yeah, me in the IMDb. You just put me IMDb. Uh, that, that'll be fine. That, that that'll be good. So, how, how do you feel about this? I mean, what do you what, what does this mean, Chris? <laughs> well, for me, like I said, I want I want Beetlejuice on a glider, but I think if, if he's the if he's the green guy, right? I mean, they said that he possibly going to be the vulture mm-hmm. which you know pays ties to Birdman and stuff like that it's kind of you know I, I, uh-huh. don't, I don't know that they're doing it I mean but it's just such a weird world we live yeah. in that you know the guy because you know he was famous I mean he's famous for a lot of other movies but he made Batman famous he's famous for multiplicity I know <laughs> disappears for several years comes back in a, in sort of this very meta film yeah. about the, 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 the entertainment industry uh, sort of poking fun at himself in a character named Birdman of all things and how weird would that be if he comes back and plays vulture. a character called the Vulture now personally for me because of what I've seen I want him to play Mysterio 
I want the broken down magician who is, his act is no longer good. Maybe it was he was like the top of the notch in the 80s. Right, right. And right. now he's kind of like, oh, what am I going to do? How do I pay the bills? I know. I'm going to rob some shit. You're going to become a supervillain. With a fishbowl on my head. So, do you, no, okay, question. If they make him Mysterio, do you want the fishbowl or do you want more like the Spider-Man Ultimates version? I don't know if you know what that looks yeah, like. Yeah, I do. I kind of want like an armor helmet where we can kind of see through it and then maybe like a holographic projection of his head like floating in it. That would be cool. Oh, that that would be cool. See? You know, with a character like Mysterio, if, if it is, I mean, this is pure speculation, but I, we've never seen Mysterio represented on film before. But And, and that's a character who... Uh, again, if you're if you're not familiar with with Spider-Man, this is a it was a special effects uh, movie special effects guy who became disgruntled and decided to use all of his knowledge of special effects to become a supervillain. He was a pyro guy for Def Leppard. Yeah, was it Def Leppard or was it Kiss? It's probably one of the two. Oh, okay, so I think you could do some really cool things with that, mm-hmm. and and I don't think you have to settle on just one you know one. Uh, visual appearance, yep. uh, you know, he could look like anything. You could see multiple versions because the whole thing with Mysterio is that it's all about the illusion. It's all about you know having uh, uh, that, that sort of fantastical images. And yeah. so I, 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 I don't know. I don't, you I don't know what they're gonna do. It's like he's going through these suits and he's trying to, and he puts a fishbowl literally on his head and he goes nah, and then he kind of puts it away. Oh, oh, if they had that in the film, yeah, like he puts it on, and he goes nah, little callback. Yeah, yeah, that that would be cool. But um, okay. I've got one more that I, I want to talk about. Oh, we got two more, actually. Um, we're, 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 we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about the other one? Uh, okay. All right. Uh, we can. Now we're going to keep the people in suspense. Oh, shit. All right, what you the ready? fuck were they going to talk about? Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Daniel Craig was offered $99 million to do two more James Bonds, and he has turned it down. What? So Daniel Craig is no longer going to be James Bond. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I think next to, obviously, Sean Connery, I, this guy was my James Bond. Yeah, he's he he. he I would dare I say surpasses don't, Connery. Don't do me. it. Don't do I, it. It's neck and neck. Don't do it's it. It's neck and neck. Don't I, do it. The guy. I don't mean, do he, it. He was great. He he was really really. You know, good. You know what's funny is people bitched when they first saw him because they were like, ah, oh, James Bond is blonde. He's got blonde hair. I don't like a blonde that James shit. Bond. And then they watched it and they were like, wow, I really like him. And I'm really kind of upset because Spectre was so good. It was so good. And it left that avenue open. I'm like, oh, him and Christoph, Christoph Waltz, what's going to happen next? You know, mm-hmm. and it, and it, it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Who, who would you like to see replace Daniel um, Craig? Who, who could? There are two I, people that they were talking mm-hmm. talking about, and I got kind of interested. One of them is uh, um, Tom Littleston. Loki. Loki. Yeah, yeah. He's a little thin for me. Um, you know, I was like, eh, you know. Uh, actually, there were three. There were him, Idris Elba. I mean, I th- if if you were gonna go, if yeah, if you were gonna go kind of in a different direction, I think Idris Elba would make a very well, interesting James Bond. The cool thing is, is they did this concept of why all the James Bonds look different, and basically, 007 is your code name, but also James Bond is your cover. That is your name, right? So right, it's right, right. not his actual name. He's that's his code name. Wouldn't that be interesting if they actually? I, I know that's a fan theory. That's I that, love that's that. out there, but that's a great idea. And then you kind of explain. How you yeah. had all of these different actors. You know, and Idris Elba walks in. They're like, okay, you're 007. Here's your ID. Here's your license. Yeah. Here's your passport. You yeah. know, and it gives them all the stuff that says James Bond on it. Yeah, yeah. That, w- that would be interesting. So, Michael Fassbender, though. Yes. I think he's already shown that he has that that uh, 
perplexity. He can play both ranges where he can be flirty and all this kind of stuff, but then he can he'll rip your head off. Well, what about in uh, X Men First Class? Oh yeah, I mean those scenes where he's hunting down Nazis. I mean that had a very well, James Bond that, feel to it. And then also where he's in the strip club with the shitty version of Angel. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. and he's like more tea, Vicar. You know, and there, he's just. He's, he's he's debonair. He's debonair, but you get a sense too that yeah. he's physically imposing. I so, think when you were, you were talking about Tom Hiddleston, yeah, he's just you don't buy him. He's as a, a bad guy. For yeah, me, he'll always be a bad yeah. guy. I look at him like, no, you're a bad man. And you don't get a sense of him as being that that kind of physically imposing presence that you had no. with like Sean Connery well, or Daniel. That Craig. was kind of like in um, Skyfall. Mm-hmm. They had Ralph Fiennes turn into M. Yeah. But for yeah. the longest time, I kept seeing him in the movie. And I'm like, don't trust him. Don't trust him. He tried to kill Harry Potter. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> he is he who not, must not be named. Don't don't listen to him. Don't look at that nose. That's fake. <laughs> That's a, that is a theater nose. And then when I saw that he was M, I went, oh, well, I guess he's a good guy now. You know, it's weird. I had the same thought when I was watching the movie. I was like, I bet you he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. I bet you he's a house of Slytherin. You know? Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Um, you okay. Slytherin son of a bitch. Sli- yeah, Slytherin son of a bitch. Um <laughs> All right, so that's interesting. Right. So, so the other story that, I, I don't know, we're going to just trample over it? Yeah, we kind of can. Supergirl is moving from CBS to the CW, which... Oh, no, 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 fuck Supergirl. I went, yeah, no, 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 no. fuck Supergirl. <laughs> no, 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 I was talking about this one, the um, uh, oh, Batman yes. Killing Joke. Batman the Killing Joke. Uh, I thought that was really weird when you were like, like no, 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 we won't talk about that. Like, that. I'm like, really? No. Like, Batman Killing Joke? No, 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 okay, no, I, did, I didn't see that one. All right. Uh, the animated adaptation is being released on digital devices July 23rd, Blu-ray August 2nd. And we've already gotten a trailer. It is beautiful. And the best part is, it is rated R. Yeah, this is going to be intense. Yes. I think. Um, obviously, we have Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill reprising, reprising their roles as Batman and Joker. So, for me, that is... I mean, those those are the that, Those are my voices. Yeah, right. Those are my voices. Those are Batman and Joker for me. Um... And what's cool for me is the box set. I don't know if you've noticed lately, they did uh, Batman Bad Blood, they did Batman versus Robin, and they each come with these little figures. Well, the Killing Joke one actually is coming with a Joker figure, and it has him with the camera. And I'm one to normally pass up on these. I look and I go, meh, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I don't need it. I don't need it. This Joker one... I might need. It looks really cool. I think you didn't you put it up on our. I Facebook did. It is page? on our Facebook page. So there you go. You go and take a look Check at it. Check us out on Facebook. Make sure you like us while you're there. Yeah, please. And those of you that have, thank you. Uh, I mean, looking at this, I, I, I'm I'm very excited about this. I think um, Killing Joke is one of those stories. It's yeah. right up there with. And I'm I'm sorry because I know this isn't your favorite, but it's right up there with uh, Dark Knight Returns. Uh, I think it's up there with uh, Batman Year One. Uh, I mean, no, Batman Batman Year One, I totally agree with. I, I, I'll i tell you, one thing that DC does, they might not know how to make a full-length movie. They might make shit out of Batman vs. Superman, but the one thing they know how to make are those animated movies, man. Those things, because it's Bruce Timm. Yeah. Bruce Timm is the one that keeps it uh, successful. And I'll be honest with you, if the movies want to be successful, you need Bruce Timm in on it. You need him to be a producer. You need him about the live-action The live-action movies. movies. You need Bruce Timm to keep an eye on everything and to look and say, no, that's crap. Stop doing that. No shit. I mean, why didn't they bring him... We've got this news about them bringing in Jeff Johns. Right, which I'm happy with. As a, He's like a creative consultant for, yeah. for Warner Brothers. But why aren't you bringing in Bruce Timm? Because, I mean, you would think Bruce Timm... 
he actually has made movies of he's a He's been sort. doing it 20 years. And he's been killing it. I mean, that, that Batman animated series, the, the whole DC animated it was definitive. universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's a bit of a digression, but DC... DC, t- get your shit together. Yeah, no no kidding, right? All right, man. I'm uh, excited for this. You're, all right. So, a while back, like two episodes ago, for our casting call, we, we had, <laughs> you gotta you gotta use the title. I need to very carefully. I need to be very careful with my words here because <laughs> I say this the wrong way, and it's just a whole other discussion. Uh, we had something that I I called we pitch it and you cast it. Cast, 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 cast. cast. We pitch it and you cast it. <laughs> this is where we come up with an idea for a, a movie that we want to see, and then we ask you to cast it. And then uh, not just cast it, but come up with a premise for it. And as promised, if we really liked your idea, we're just going to take credit for it and say that we did it. So guess what? We did it. That's exactly what we're doing. Yep. <laughs> so. All right. So James and I both came up with our own cast of who we want to see. And we've come up with our own little titles. They might have come from the email, but like we told you, yeah, basically uh, it's ours. So <laughs> so the movie uh, that we were we asked uh, for you to that cast. That he was going to pitch and cast. Pitch and cast was a Rocketeer Phantom movie. Okay, so while these two characters were created in different eras, the Phantom was created in 1936, whereas the Rocketeer was created in 1982. Did you know that? I didn't, yeah. even, I didn't even know that. Yeah, uh, uh, that's how good that character is, because mm-hmm. I thought he had been created much earlier. So while, while... Well, he's originally a definitive of a earlier serial in the, in the 30s and 40s called the Rocket Man. Really? And yeah, the Rocket Man basically had a big giant bullet on his head, and you know, he was like Commander Cody kind of shit. And, oh, okay. You know, but they 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 wanted to create that um, vintage era hero. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's it's excellent because I, I was really surprised when I found out that he was created in 1982. Mm-hmm. So well, while they were created in different eras, both characters inhabit the late 1930s, and I thought would be excellent for a team up. So here's my pitch uh, for my Rocketeer Phantom movie. Uh, I would cast as... Oh, well, first of all, let me just... Give the premise quick, of the movie. Real, real, real quick, ba- background. Uh, the Phantom. Phantom was uh, the 21st in a line of crime fighters, which began in 1536, when... For uh, those of you that came in late... R- right. As <laughs> the comics start. Right, exactly. Uh, when the father of British sailor Christopher Walker... Uh, I almost thought that was Christopher Walken. <laughs> I'm the Phantom. British sailor I, Christopher Walken... I, I, I run around the jungle saving people with my guns from pirates. Wow! I hate them. They're awful. Whoa! <laughs> um, so, uh, when father... Wow, um, that jumped. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when the father of British sailor Christopher Walker was killed during the pirate attack, he swears an oath on the skull of his father's murderer to fight evil. Uh, Christopher became uh, then began a legacy of the Phantom, which he would... Pa- he becomes the first Phantom. The first Phantom. A tradition which is passed on from father to son, known uh, to some people as the ghost who walks because bad guys don't realize that it's not the same guy, they just think that he's immortal. Um, On the other side, we have the Rocketeer. Uh, My description of him is much less detailed. (laughs) It's a dude in a rocket pack. It's a stunt pilot who discovers a mysterious jetpack that allows him to fly. Boom. Mic drop. (laughs) Yep, good enough. Oh, and he stole it from Howard Hughes. Right. Anyway. So, uh, who would I cast as Cliff Secord, a.k.a. The Rocketeer? You know what's funny is I took a look at it, and I think we're right on. Does that make, yeah. make sense? Yeah. All right. I would cast Chris Pine. I think that... 
Dead on. Uh, I mean, you you need someone who, who can show a little bit of that swagger. Someone who has sort of that, you know, he he definitely. You mean like that Green Lantern flair? Yeah, yeah, kind of the green. Yeah, that, exactly. That that green, sort of that Green Lantern sort of uh, Top Gun, Top Gun pilot machismo, kind of devil may care sort of attitude. Yeah. Um, I would cast Oscar Isaac. As Kit Walker, aka okay. the Phantom. Let's let's uh, let people know. I mean, obviously, we all know who he is, but why don't you tell? Well, him? no, no. I mean, no, absolutely no. Oscar Isaac. Uh, if you saw the new Star Wars movie, he played Poe Dameron. Oh, he's the guy in the bromance. He's the guy in the bromance. Uh, if you uh, if you're going to see X Men Apocalypse uh, this week, uh, he played actually plays the the title villain Apocalypse. He's a lot um, bigger though than that. I just, you know, I went through a lot of different names when I was looking at casting the Phantom. I had considered guys like, you know, Vin Diesel. Oh, uh, but yeah, no. Yeah. I, no. I, I literally would have just slapped you in the face yeah, if you had said yeah, Vin Diesel. Yeah, I, I wanted someone who, uh, you know, at first I thought, well, the physicality that Vin Diesel has you know, would be good to bring to the role. But Oscar Isaacs, I think, is just, he's a great actor. Oh, yeah. And I think would do really well as a, as a, uh, the Phantom. Uh, as Femme Fatale pilot, uh... Uh, Sala, uh, she didn't have a last name. I tried, I tried looking at the yeah. last name, uh, but played previously by Catherine Zeta-Jones mm. in the original Phantom movie. Yes, sir. I cast my my uh, oh my god, my my crush of all time, Miss Sofia Vergara. So you just went for the hot Spanish chick of this time? Uh, yeah, I went for the hot Spanish chick of, of this time. I would cast her as uh, as uh, as Sala, um, as Betty, the Rocketeer's girlfriend. Yeah. I would cast uh, Alexandra. Uh, De- Oh my God! This last name's gonna kill me. Dodario, Alexandra oh. Dodario. She was in True Detective. Yes. Uh, she was in um, what's the movie with The Rock? Uh, Big Earthquake. Uh, oh, San Andreas. San Andreas. San Andreas. Oh, that's the wife. Yeah. 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 Wait, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah, was yeah. Was she the wife or no? I thought she was the daughter. I think she plays The Rock's daughter in that. She might have. Yeah. Well, either way. I never saw it. Either so way. I don't, I don't know. Either Fox. way. Yeah. You think yes. so? All right. Um, as uh, as PV, I went in a little bit of different direction. PV previously played by Alan Arkin. You didn't go much of a direction. You went the same kind of actor. Yeah, just... I, I went Morgan Freeman, which. I, so you basically just. He's took basically now Lucius Fox for the Rocketeer. Working for the Rocketeer. Yeah, I like yeah. it. It's a bit of a lazy choice. No, I'll admit. I like it. Uh, for the film's antagonist, I chose Christoph Waltz as, oh, okay. as the film's main antagonist. You mean the a, bad guy? The bad guy, absolutely. A, uh, a German treasure hunter. Okay, so here is my premise for my movie. Okay, As World War II rages on in North Africa, a special branch of the Nazi army, Die Auswalten, uh, which uh, actually German for the chosen. Oh my god, did you really just go into like Google Translate and do that? I, I may or may not have. Anyway... In invades the dark heart of the Congo in search of fabled artifacts reported to grant the user incredible destructive power. Led by the sinister Dr. Heinrich Wolf, the Chosen will stop at nothing to retrieve their prize. These artifacts are, of course, the skulls of Tugando, which are guarded by oh. none other than our hero, the Phantom. No, leave the skulls alone. Hot on the heels of Wolf is the rocketeer sent by the U.S. government to keep the skulls out of Nazi hands. Okay. All right. All right. So All right. that's that's my premise well, for a Rocketeer. I kind of uh, you know Phantom movie. What uh, what, what you got? Chris? Well, uh, I I I, I kind of took a little bit of time to do mine. <laughs> I kind of just you Chris, know. Chris may or may not have scribbled something down. I, like, I five minutes re- before literally right before the show. I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot. All right, I'll give you my premise. Um, basically, 
I, I still I use the same thing. You, you look at it, they the uh it'll be a, a portion of the Nazis of basically, you know, kinda like Hydra. You know, um, they're they're looking. Hydra. For, yeah, they're looking for the ancient, uh, an ancient artifact, an ancient medallion of Tuganda. I want to use something else. I don't want to use the skulls. So, so you're just subbing the skulls. Shut up. Something else for the skulls. Yeah, why not? Um, this but, could be like a ma- this could so be a Mad Lib. Yeah. I feel like. But but my thing <laughs> is is um, obviously the U.S. government is involved, so they send the Rocketeer to go there. He goes to the jungle. Mm-hmm. But what I want is I want that battle scene first between the Rocketeer and the Phantom. I want them to not realize who the other person is. Okay, all right. I want the, the drums to go off as the Rocketeer shows up. You're the... And then they just beat the crap out of you. So, like, the Phantom thinks maybe that the Rocketeer is a Nazi. Yes. Okay. Yes. And the and vice versa. Maybe. Or the Rocketeer's just like, who, who's this dude? This dude's in a purple suit. Oh, my God, and he's, like, shooting at me. What the hell? Right. All right. All right. So, I'll cool. give you my cast. All right. Um... Rocketeer, I actually did the same exact thing. I went Chris Pine. I think that Chris Pine is absolutely amazing. Um, so, uh, for the the Phantom, I went I went a little different. Um, I, I, I liked your idea. I thought he did really well. But I went with a little bit more serious. I went with Michael Fassbender. Okay. I... I like it. I, I can like it. see him, you know, we've seen the, the action sequence. We've seen him being able to to uh, be able to, to keep that with a role. Plus, he'd probably look good on a horse. You know, riding okay. after a horse, <laughs> shooting, shooting guns, all that kind of stuff. Um, for the role of Betty, um, the Rocketeer's girlfriend, I used Miss Rachel McAdams. Oh, that's good. I think that's that good. she's got that pinup style. I she's like that very happy. Um, I didn't do the femme fatale with, with the Phantom. I actually went with his girlfriend slash... I just wanted to put Sofia Vergara in. I, I knew you did. Um, but I went and used Diana Palmer, his girlfriend, or slash soon to be his wife. Okay. Um, okay. I used Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, Perfect. to me, I feel that she's a girl that can act as, you know, she comes for money, but she'll punch you in the mouth. So, for me, I, I thought that was that was pretty good. I like that. Um, Previously played by Christy Swanson yes. in the original Phantom yes. movie. I like that. Now, not the original Phantom, but the 90s Phantom. The 90s Phantom. Yeah. So, um, PV, I, I kind of did a correlation with yours. All right. Uh, I originally wanted to use um, the guy who played Stick from the Daredevil show. Yeah. But I found somebody who was much better and actually a former co-star of your PV. Okay, okay. So, with your Morgan Freeman, yeah, yeah, yeah. I chose Tim Robbins. I think Tim Robbins would be able to look and go, well, and that they do Frank. He would kind of look at him and go, you know, wasn't that kind of stupid, you know, and, and kind of whacking him in the head and that kind of stuff. And they do frame always like to help the Rocketeer. That's right. <laughs> so, um, but, and my bad guy, uh, my ultimate bad guy that I used was, I want to use Mark Strong, but then also... Uh, I was thinking of a of a sub character with him, and maybe he works for Ralph Fiennes. So you, so you can have the double bad guy. I like that. You I know? like that. I want to like Mark Strong answers to Ralph Fiennes, which is something because you always see Mark Strong like he's the bad guy, he's the bad guy in charge. Now he's kind of like, oh, I work for this dude. So I think I like your cast better. Ah, I mean, I think we can combine them. I think your story and everything, and I, I love that you Googled uh, German stuff. So, good you job. Know, I went that extra mile. Went that extra mile. Well, I'd like to hear from the audience. I'd like to hear what they think about our cast, if they have a different idea, or even still, if they have an, uh, a concept for a premise, I'd like to, to hear from you. So, you can reach us a couple different ways. You can reach us by Gmail on Just Us Nerds PC 
at gmail.com. It's PC as in podcast. PC as in podcast. <laughs> uh, you can reach us on our Facebook page. You can even, I think, leave comments on SoundCloud. Yep. Or um, you can go on YouTube as well. Uh, yeah. So we, we, oh yeah, that's right. YouTube. You forget about the YouTube. I always forget about the YouTube. I don't know why. So, um, yeah, that, unfortunately guys, that is all the time that we have for our show. So we're going to have to sign off here, but, um, you know, tune in next time. I have no clue what we're going to be talking about. Like literally I have no clue. Oh, you know what? Actually, that's not true. Uh, so we live in the central Florida area and it's yes. that time of year again. We're yes, it is. We're going to be a very special event. What's it going to be, Chris? Megacon. Megacon, yeah. So this is... This Megacon, is not Shakacon. Not Shakacon. Megacon. Megacon. Not King Kong. Megacon. Megacon. Uh, yeah, so this is this is kind of nerd mecca. This is, you know, we're, you know, we're all going to gather in one place. We've got some uh, great... There's some great guests that are going to be there. We've got yep. Kevin Conroy. We've got William Shatner. Kevin Conroy, William Shatner, George Takei. Um, Adam West, Burt Ward, um, I mean, just the list goes on. Uh, Jason David Frank from Power Rangers. I mean, there is a, a, a giant list of people uh, that are going to be there. Now, listen, Jay and I are going to be out and about. Um, if you see us, say hi. If, you know, um, you want to tell us we suck, go go ahead. But, you know, please be nice. But, <laughs> Good luck finding us. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, How are they going to find us, Chris? They don't know. Nobody knows what we look like. Yeah. Well, I think we can put something up on the on the website pretty soon. <laughs> something close to a depiction that might look at like us. All right. All right. Very good. Plus, all of our friends who listen to this show, yeah, we're we're going to be out there. Uh, so uh, it's actually it's happening next weekend. Today yep. is so uh, it'll be a it's week. May twenty second. It'll so be a week. It was a, it was a week uh, Thursday. All right, week Thursday, so it's May twenty second now. So a week from now, we're going to be having MegaCon. So, so we'll have some stories to tell definitely about Absolutely. that. Absolutely, really excited. We may even have a guest star or two on the next show. Yes, yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So, um, anyway, on behalf of myself, your host Jay, with me as always, my stalwart companion Chris. We thank you so much for listening. We have really enjoyed bringing this podcast to you. And remember the uh, rifle over the. Come on, dude! Don't don't oh ruin it. Oh my god, I, I ruined it. No, just remember, dogs can look up. We'll talk to you next time. Have Bye. another pint.